You're listening to the Cutthroat Free Agency Special. Right now, we got myself at Prowl Crisal on the Cutthroat Pod. What up, Cuddy Nation? Uh, joining us today, we have a very special guest, friend of the pod. We actually have one of those, and that's what the, this is in this situation. Friend of the pod from at Fear LA, uh, Lakers Nation's number one podcast. Um, I'm like almost 99% certain that's a fact. Uh, you got Laker Film Room, which is a Blue Wire. Uh, shout out Blue Wire, friends for the pod. Just trying to get a, a sponsorship. Zach, how's it going? Sorry, I just long-winded away. Zach Elk is joining us back on the pod. Uh, Twitter handle is at so Zach, it's, right? So it's Zach Elk. So it's Zach Elk. How's it going, Zach? It's Welcome going back. good. You were, It's been a while since we've had you on. I, we will... We don't do these as often any, anymore. You know, we always have the joke, uh, we'll release another one next week. And then it's like two, three weeks later. That's kind of the thing that we always have going on. But we have a free agency special going on right now. You know, basketball is in one of its most fun times of the year when things are getting shifted, moved around. Uh, so let me just go ahead and get us going with a little bit of some imaging. That's my basketball swish sound at the end there. Okay, we got. We're gonna be have. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We're gonna have other people joining us as we go along. We should have another special guest joining us here soon. So Zach, uh, you know we're what three days, two days now into free agency. Some mm-hmm. big moves have happened. Some big trades have happened. You know we got the Stifle Tower, uh, going to be freezing his ass off in Minnesota for five draft picks and you know and some change there with some players, which was nuts. The haul for Rudy Gobert is just nuts, especially when that dude's just going to get like played off the floor by small ball lineups in the. In the playoffs like i just can't believe that i i don't see the two of them working well together with the spacing i just don't see it like towns even though he's a three-point threat i think on offense he's you know he's going to be more do more you need to try to get him as a a role man and try to use his athleticism down near the rim and with gobert i think it's just going to clog all that up so but- i i partially agree with you because like I'll I'll start off with the why I agree with you. I agree with you because it doesn't make sense as to why you have over four hundred and thirty-five million dollars going towards just two players. That doesn't make any sense for like you. You have them both locked up long term. They are two of the three highest-paid centers in the league right now. Why are you deciding to do that? But the why the reason why I disagree with you is because as the league is evolving. Rudy Gobert is known as the greatest shot blocker in the league right now. He's probably the greatest defensive center. If you put him and Carl Anthony Towns, who can play as a stretch four, like this guy is kind of evolving into Anthony Davis in the bubble role. If you can have that, then what you can do next to evolve the game back towards height is to have a Carl Anthony Towns who's seven feet tall, shooting three and playing great defense from the four positions. So with what Golden State has been able to do, play the small ball. And now it's a matter of, well, how can you one-up them? You can one-up them by putting in taller guys that can also shoot the three as well as they can. 
Yeah, and that's going to be really interesting because I think the Lakers in the bubble, I'm glad you brought that up, have showed a model that's, that is successful and can work against a, a league in which is shooting high-volume threes where you do have two big men essentially closing off the rim on the def- defensive end. And then on the other end, you know, you have the size and the length kind of also being somewhat overwhelming, especially with the league with a lot of wings. Uh, the Lakers have showed that with heavy guard play and solid front court play that you could win in this league that way. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I'm a huge Anthony Edwards fan and he's only gotten better, you know, at just, you even see him, you know, month to month to get better in this league. And I think it's going to be more of the same when it comes to Minnesota. I just hope the ball's not out of his hands too much, but it's good. It should be interesting. You have a lot of talent on both ends of the floor now with, you know, Russell and, and Edwards on, on the offensive end. I mean, with obviously with Carl Anthony Towns as three point shooting as, as a threat as well, but I'm just saying, you know, the three of them are going to give you really good offense and they're going to give you scoring at all three levels that you need. So they're rounded out in that, in that fashion. It's just going to be interesting. I just don't, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's going to work too well. Maybe that's just me thinking about how Minnesota hoops typically tends to go. But uh, for the most part, I, it's an, it's an interesting move and we'll see how it shakes things up. But I, it obviously, I'm so, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but I thought it was okay. Now this has happened. And now Aiton's going to go to Utah. Durant's going to Phoenix, you know, uh, maybe Bam is also going to Utah, you know, someplace. And then Spida's going to Miami. I don't know. You know, what, what do you, what do you see in there on that front? Kevin Durant really like shook things up with, Dropping uh or that sham wow that dropped half hour before free agency got going that he wanted to trade. That's probably mm-hmm. because Brick is going there, hopefully. You know? So I think as far as like where everyone is going to end up, it's literally a twister. Like you could just spin it's whatever turn you're like gonna spin. And if it's yellow, it lands in Utah. If it's red, it goes to Miami. And the other two are the other two teams. But I could see Donovan Mitchell ending up in Brooklyn with DeAndre Ayton, Utah getting Mikhail Bridges and Ben Simmons, and then Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. That's To me, that's what a trade that makes sense. Obviously, draft picks are involved as, with other assets, but I like ultimately, I don't see Donovan Mitchell going anywhere else but Brooklyn or Miami. Because if he, there's Miami... Miami has to walk away with a superstar this offseason or else it will be considered a failed offseason. And they have a lot of assets that they're willing to trade. It's an F for Pat Riley. The Godfather, he's laying in wait right now. Uh, Joining us on the podcast, we have our second guest that I had mentioned. Uh, One Fleminem, the Fleminem, Suey-nominated Fleminem, Dallas four Maverick time, fan. Four-time loser. Hey, got to start somewhere, kid. Okay? <laughs> Ric Flair is a you know, 16-time world heavyweight champion, but he's also a 16-time loser. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 500's a lot better than zero, but I'll take it. Um, there we go. Yeah, I'm sure I'll end up the Ric Flair this. What's going on, y'all? Did we just – and I apologize. Uh, one, nice to meet you, Zach. Did I just walk into like us putting nice Pat Riley, the legendary Pat Riley on the hot seat? Because I love this if we did. We are. 
We are. Okay. You know what? It's it's about time no. to put up. Bye. Hold up. Zach's breaking up a little bit. I know a mask fan loves seeing a Can you hear me now? There we go. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, I know a mask fan likes to see Pat Riley in the hot seat, but what I'm just saying is like, I think this offseason, it's important for him to get a superstar for Miami because expectations wise, they have a lot of assets that they could trade to get another superstar. I mean, you have Oladipo, you have Tyler Hero, you have Duncan Robinson, and that team is so deep that if you trade three of those players, one superstar coming back won't still make a difference in terms of how deep they really are. That's what I was just saying. No, I, I agree. No. Uh, I, but I guess my, my thing is, were there expectations going into, let's just say the second half of the season, I don't want to talk about last summer because none of us remember, that Miami was going to get another superstar this time around? Because I think the only person that they were hoping for was about a year and a half ago, which was Giannis, which then re-signed with Milwaukee. And it, so I'm not saying that they shouldn't, because one, the expectations for Pat Riley and the Miami Heat are above most other organizations. So I think at a certain level of fandom and which may qualify to this podcast, there's the expectation, but I don't know, like from diehard Miami, like, did they expect it? Because I think those dumbasses in Miami think they could win with like Delhi from Cleveland without LeBron. Like they think they could win with anything as long as they have culture. Right. Well, that's funny you say that because when it comes to Laker fans always get the most heat for when it comes to like the free agency or the trade of like, Hey, we're going to post, we're going to Photoshop a Laker jersey what? on going to be in free agency, right? The number two team right behind them is the Miami Heat. So I think Miami Heat fans always have this type of ideal of like, well, we're the second hottest destination and we're always going to get somebody because we have Pat Riley as our GM. So I always think the Miami Heat think they can land more. Maybe it's because of the LeBron James, Chris Bosh effect that they had last decade. So... But are I, you both Lakers I, fans? To, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Well, I I'm, I am Zach's not a, a Lakers fan. Uh, he just a podcast, but I'm an NBA fan. Yeah, okay. he's just a hoops no. Guy. I was only yeah. the reason I asked is like if you're looking at it from the spectrum of a Lakers fan, then it's easy to almost look at it from the spectrum of a Miami fan, right? Like mm-hmm. you're putting that same belief into the same type of organization because the Lakers are no different. Like y'all really thought y'all were getting LeBron when you got LeBron and Anthony Davis when you got Anthony Davis, right? Uh, yeah. So, the, I mean... The delusion's always there, but, I mean, it's so, always the, the hope for it, yeah. But, but I, I think when the delusion's like, there, like, it's easy to apply it to Miami because you don't feel like you're doing it in, like, a biased way. You're doing right. it as somebody who does it to their own team, right? Well, I but think... I remember, like, to answer, around 2014... I remember, like, after the Lakers got that team in 2013 that looked unbeatable, right? Whereas Dwight, Steve Nash... Uh, Powell, Kobe, and then I mean, Meta. there was a whole like series of like Steve Nash skateboarding from back surgery recovery. I don't but, know if we thought it was unbeatable. No, no, no. But like, what I'm just trying to say is like, after that team, a lot of Laker fans were going, "Oh, we're gonna get Kevin Love. Oh, we're gonna get um, Carmelo Anthony." And eventually, it took right, eight right. years for that to happen. But there was like so many. Oh, uh, Lamarcus. <laughs> Lamarcus Aldridge, right? There were so many superstars that were getting photoshopped into a Laker jersey time and time again that the Lakers were just dry. It was the longest drought that the Lakers had, and it didn't happen until Kobe retired and LeBron came. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I sympathize a lot with Lakers but, fans and the lack of winning as a Mavs fan. Like, I can't even I, – I don't, I don't know how Lakers fans have gone through the horrible history of droughts that they have. Uh, well, just kind of hope 
for me, it was hope for like potential. So all these guys that they traded that have become like all stars or six men of the year or whatever, like I, I was hopeful that they would be that good and they would pan out to be that good. So, and like, I don't know, I'm not a selfish person. So the fact that I'd seen the Lakers win five titles already in my lifetime was like, okay, you know, this is the part of the process. You gotta, you gotta rebuild sometimes. And that's just kind of how it is. But then they did the Lakers thing where they just retooled with superstars and won a title again. So it's, it's, you know, time and time again, I, I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. But I think with the whole Miami and Lakers fans thing is we know when something's not going to work out. And to answer your question, did we think to start the second half of the season that Miami was going to go superstar hunting? No, because I don't think one. Well, we nobody knew this many superstars were going to yeah. be there, right? Like, yeah, well, but I don't think every, everybody thought they were going to be so successful this year and make the conference finals well, and be in, not, in contention for the title. So I think when they showed that they had that potential to be a title-winning team, but then next thing you know, they don't have the parts because of injury, age, inexperience in, in some cases, right? And then they fall short to Boston. And I think that's where now fans are starting to, and the, and the organization of Miami is starting to retool of, okay, we didn't have enough. Now we need more. So I think to answer your question, I don't think it was necessarily like to start the second half of the season, they were thinking, okay, we're going to have to go big superstar hunting. I just think that it was more of a necessity once they fell out of the, the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, no, no, no. I, so I disagree there. I think Pat Riley is always big fish hunting. I just don't know if the expectations from, everybody, from the fans, right? Some whales. I don't know if the fans base or even media, like you said, because even though they were number one for most of the season, media didn't really respect him as such. So I don't know that there was an expectation from like the general population, I guess, that they were going to get a superstar. Pat Riley in his head, he probably thought he was getting Kevin Durant the whole season. Who knows? But so I never think that Pat Riley's not out there throwing nets to the sea. I'm just talking about like, would we say that somebody is like, they're probably going to be a, a failure. I'm not, I guess I'm, I'm sure they're synonyms for failure. They're not going to do what you would expect if they don't land a superstar. Uh, I think that's kind of like, did we just get this? Expectation? Cause I still don't have the expectation. I don't know. Like one, I don't know what half the superstars are thinking. Donovan Mitchell's the only person here. I think has a normal mentality and train of thought. Everybody else I think is just smoking fucking whatever, gene of bud they decided to and uh i've gone from like pro player to like 50 50 here so i don't i have no clue what anybody thinks like everybody became Kawhi leonard overnight it's like it's like we we knew what everybody thought until Kawhi leonard where nobody knew what he thought and now all of a sudden i have no clue what anybody thinks so anyways uh i didn't yeah, well, digress i jumped in your, here so i'm no, gonna sit no, back and shut up but to your point <laughs> we were just talking about the rudy gobert trade getting five first round picks like the haul for him was is insane, and I can't believe that that's the haul that went for him. You know what I mean? Because it's like you've Kevin, you're not going to get that kind of haul for Kevin Durant. Just teams don't have that, and the fact that Minnesota gave that up for Rudy Gobert to me is just nuts. Oh, Zach will come back on with us. I think his connection's bad. No, no worries. Yeah, I don't know that it's nuts because I think that they think they were close enough where they're doing the now thing, right? Like, if we're good enough, what are five future picks? If we can make it three out of the next five years, what's five future first rounders? Because in, in NBA is not the NFL, right? Like if you're not in the lottery, the odds are heavily against the player being an actual contributor for any sort of sort of important time. So yeah, there's only like a, four or five yeah, teams that know how to scout. I, I think the win now mentality, like in the NFL, I think it's dumb. I think it's one of the worst mentalities you have because there's too many moving pieces mm -hmm. in the NBA. Win now mentality to me is the only place where 
you have in the NBA is like, that's where you have win now mentality because your future picks mean nothing. And if you're not winning while you're trying to build all of your first round picks, like you're kind of middle of the pack because you're still building. Like, so I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I prefer like Utah to continue this trend of like, just not ever, mm-hmm. ever, uh, trying to like get like they just want to be who they are like we just want to say we made the playoffs and claim yeah. we're better like yeah okay cool you uh you did really good the whole week in class but when we took a test like three other people got an a and you got a b plus like all right cool like wait love a, a, wait a, love a utah almost. western conference like either semi or even western conference final exits are more sweeter for utah when they get that boot from there more sweeter more sweeter well more said. sweet Sweeter. It's just sweeter. Why sweet moss. Sweet? sweet moss. Uh, swass. Right. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so is Zach, uh, I know his connection's out. Should we just like introduce me to Zach while he's not here? So when he comes back, I'm his friend? Or do we want to go to NBA? I don't want to derail. No, we'll, we'll do that. You, you, you can Who's Zach? Your, who, so Zach is a, a good friend of mine from from actually school. Okay. But uh, he's done really good work kind of within local LA sports. Okay, so cool. Like right now, he, he said he had a Lakers podcast. So that's what yeah. Okay, yeah, so cool. They got like ten thousand followers on uh on the Twitter here. They've had really good right. get. They, they get really good guests, and they um they even do you know like we're lucky. To, I'm lucky to have his time, knowing that I'm just a, a friend with him. You know what I mean? We play. He's one of the guys I play hoops with on the weekend, and it okay. just so happens that he uh does a lot of good work. So he works for iHeart right now. Uh, does cool. doing some Dodger games. Do, he'll do some uh Charger games during the year. He just left ESPN. He wasn't too happy there all so. right well you're but, also uh, lucky to have my time so let's yeah i am very fortunate to have both of your times uh, you know all right what's next on friend. your docket here i'm ready to go i'm ready so, to yeah well since you since we have you here i wanted to talk a little bit of some dallas mavericks because they're always a team that makes me nervous in the western conference just when they have a solid player they know how to put i i feel like they always constantly know how to build around a good player dirk made me scared the same way and Luke is doing that now. I like the Christian Wood move. I like that they got yep. JaVale McGee at center. That's that's much better length. They've been going with undersized athletic yeah, fives no, now for the last too. few years. And you just yep. you need you need size. And they and it showed it showed up for them in that Western Conference Finals. And they just you know kind of folded there where they didn't have so much of the size. And JaVale McGee is such an underrated big. I thought that that was gonna. I thought that piece was gonna be huge for Phoenix last year. Even in they just, you know, took that huge dump yeah. against Dallas. But, uh, you know, having a, a great rim, rim running big who knows his role on a championship team is very valuable. So I think he's going to be a good piece there. I like Christian Wood. I wanted the Lakers to have him. And it's going to be interesting now that Brunson's not there. But I think that you're going to get similar production from your Hardaway, from your Finney Smiths. Um, you know, if they get another guy, well, they have they still have Spencer Dinwiddie, who's gonna be yeah. that much better off of a recovering off that. Uh, what do you do? Tear his ACL or his Achilles? He had a pretty good, uh, a decent year yeah. rebounding back from that. He had he had his moments, but that's typically what you get the first year after a major injury, where it's a little up and down, and then the second season is where you really get to see them kind of settle down more. That's why Clay Thompson's probably gonna have a better year too. But uh, long winded way to get into some Dallas Mavericks talk. How you? 
How are you feeling about the direction of the team? Jason Kidd is showing how great of how really good of a coach he is. The Lakers missed his coaching. Yeah. Jason Kidd has changed my opinion on who he was as a coach. And I know there was talk, I think, during the bubble that like LeBron wanted him to stay and whatnot. And I really didn't pay I like I'll be the first to admit I don't pay attention to coach talk because it's just to me, it's not interesting. It doesn't mean that it's not important to me, it's just not interesting. Uh, I didn't think Jason Kidd was gonna be this capable and i'm not even sure that i believed it until the trade is always there right you you need to feed the person that's making that much money uh but anyways i feel the same way you do but for a different reason you started off with like i i'm always nervous about the mavs in the west coast i'm always more nervous about the mavs as a mavs fan because like the miami heat and i'm going to kind of do an analogy here, they are known for their culture right like they will take people you've never heard of and they turn them into like people that are close to getting max contracts after a two two or three seasons if not they're getting great deals where i think with the mavs they're actually really good at and honestly i think seth curry is the like most recent famous name that like you can think of to apply this logic they're good at taking like mid like below average c players and turning them into like b plus a minus but like they're never they like they're not turning them into superstars but the mavs are low-key and i'm not saying this as a fan they low-key like turn average players into players that look like they will be like solid role players for teams chasing championships. So you turn those into assets. And I think Jalen Brunson may be the exception there. I think he actually may end up being better than I think. And I hate saying that because I know he's gone, but uh, he may be the exception. There. I think he truly has the potential of being uh, like, I'm not, yeah, anyways, I don't want to get into like the whole thing. Well, no, I think, I think you're right there because a lot of, uh, and, and this was brought up on the mismatch podcast I was listening to the other day, that a lot of players around the league t- like just talk him up. And uh, Chris Vernon, so Chris Vernon's whole point was that, like, if you listen to the players in the league, they know he's a real hooper. So, like, this is actually going to probably be a really good, smart move for the Knicks. Like, they they got yeah. themselves a solid player. Yeah, I agree. I think the Knicks did a good job. And I think the Knicks are in a place to pay somebody like that, right? Like, I think with Luka, again, and I don't know if Zach was here earlier, like, the one sport I will always, always bet on win-now mentality is NBA because the talent – and the people playing are so minimal. Like it's five people. Like it's always win now. The building for the future to me is one of the dumbest things, unless you're NFL, large baseball, whatever it is. Like there is no building for the future in basketball. Either you're capable of winning a championship now or you're not. And so you can't pay Jalen Brunson that with Luca and whatever it is you're trying to do. Now with that, McGee, I agree. Like we need a center. We need length. Uh, I think McGee is. He has the I, I guess experience. Like I don't want to do cliche sports talk because at the end of the day he's McGee. Like let's not overstate like. Oh my God, we have McGee. Like, all right, like, let's chill. We're not expecting the second coming of Tyson Chandler in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we, you know, I think we'll be in the mix to, I guess, talk first. But I'm not, like, I have zero, zero belief that the Mavs are getting into the finals next year. Just unless like something happens at free agency, Kyrie, please don't come to Dallas because I am not the rest of the NBA fans. Like, Ooh. I will not, I cannot be pro Kyrie. If, he, if I'm at the suite every week, and I'm looking down at Kyrie, there's no way I'm happy. So, uh, interesting. It's just, By the I, way, yeah, that. So, okay. One thing that I've noticed, I, I went to Dallas for the first time this past March, and I did not know Dallas Maverick tickets were fucking expensive. That was the one thing that was shocking to me because I was trying to go see Mavs versus Jazz, and tickets okay. for nosebleeds were like maybe 200. I couldn't, I, I'm, I'm not, like, this is not a flex. I have a suite that I get for free, so I'm not, like, it's not a flex, but I couldn't tell you price. Like, I had not paid for tickets in, like, five, six years. 
Wow. But yeah, no, that was one thing where I, I was shocked to see not just like how well your attendance is every game, but like to know how many fans, like if I go to Oklahoma city, yeah, granted they're bad, but I would assume that I could like probably pay for parking and a meal and the tickets for like probably around 30 bucks. I was yeah. not expecting to wow. have the same price as the Lakers when it comes to a Mavericks well, game. So I think because you're thinking like basketball history, right? But one, we are about like since Dirk, this town, not like you got to drive two hours to go to Cowboys game. Me trash? The other thing though is that uh, that's Patty, by the way. Oh, yeah, welcome on to the mean, podcast, Patty. Trash. Yeah, that's only the producer of the podcast showing up last, apparently. So good job, Patty. Uh, no, it is uh, what it is. So the, the thing that I think drives one, Mavs is like no, Dallas no. is. We done? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know how this works. So I'm just like, I, I'm yeah, not opposed I'm to it. I'm I'm all, no, I love chaos. I just, I shut up because I don't want to ruin the joke. It was Get hilarious. You're good. Um, no, you're good. Right, I'm sorry. So, I interrupted no, you. No, Dal- Dallas is just a city. Like, again, it's not LA, but yeah. And, and like, if you walk out the stadium, I don't know what you're, how much time you spent here, you end up in like uptown, downtown. So, like, the location itself, it's like pre gaming. Like, people go to Mavs games, get drunk, watch basketball, and then they're out till 4 a.m. Uh, doing, you know, the same thing Mike Ryan does. So, uh, yeah, but no, next time you come to Dallas, man, I, I know I don't, I just met you, Zach. Tell Pal, and then Pal will tell me, and we'll, uh, we'll either hit up the suite. I don't know because the pandemic kind of changed the suite. So, I mean, uh, if not, uh, we won't do nosebleed. But funny, since y'all are Lakers people, uh, the first time I met my wife, we were taking her parents to it. Like, not first time. First time I went to a game with my wife. She bought tickets for her parents for their anniversary. We took them to a Lakers game. She oh, wow. didn't realize how the map worked. And because it's not, this was not a financial decision. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we were rich at the time. Uh, it wasn't a financial decision. She just didn't realize how the map worked on the phone. And she literally made her old parents walk to the, the last row of the stadium, <laughs> the highest. And so to this day, Real her parents and I don't let her live it down. Anyways. Wow. Uh, okay. What were terrific. You, so were you, was that playoffs though? When you said $200 a ticket? And I don't want to get in like price Mavs talk. I'm sure nobody cares about that. No, I, mean, I, I was that. there for... I was there for a concert in late March. Uh, my favorite band, Beach House, is playing. And so, like, tickets, okay. again, when it came to tickets, um, it was 200 at the time for Greek Theater here in L.A. But I was like, why don't I just, like, pay for an airline ticket and head over to Dallas, where it's only 30 bucks to see them at the factory uh, in Deep Ellum. The bomb so, factory. Like, yeah, I went there to see my favorite band. And then I was like, well, well how would I kill more birds with stones? Like, how about, like, I check out mass pi- prices? And mass prices were just... 200 for a jazz against the jazz so you you came out in the negative no like i i like pretty much broke even for how okay. much it would have been in la yeah oh and also joining us on the on the podcast here our co-host morgan from australia notable boston fan morgan morgan we're talking we're talking nba free agency we're getting a lay of the land in dallas we have our friend zach joining the pod and our friend Flem. Oh, I'm Morgan. Wow. We're making friends with everyone these days. Yes, we are. Wow. We have Casting no a wide net. No. Uh, no we don't. Shorten it. Shorten it. I too. could use some more Z's in my phone. I think I think having a couple of Zacks in your life like keeps keeps variety in your phone contact. Because how often do you go to your Z's, right? Mm-hmm. So Flem, really. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna be in your neck of the woods sooner rather than later. So maybe we'll Yeah, hit no, up some- you don't have to like you're not allowed to go. We'll hit up some maps games on the end. 
<laughs> He'll get to the Z's before he gets to you. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes in the alphabet, right? That's how that works. Yeah. Oh. But uh, I'll be in Fort Worth before you know it. Gross. I'm I, born and raised visiting in Dallas. My- I've been to Fort Worth like once. Well, I'm going to be visiting my brother, so we're going to go. I'm going to go to Dal- into Dallas regardless. Okay, that's how it's going to work. They're, they're oh, not man. the same thing. Though. They're not the same thing. Yeah, they're two different towns. And also, I, I have, because, let's I, be honest: I, I if you flew, if you flew into the private airline that is like in McKinney, where I live, I would not go step out to give you a glass of water, pal. <laughs> that's not true. We're going to work out in Flem's garage, right, Flem? <laughs> Zach There's knows no we were you up no Zach and I hit legs this morning. We did, and we're supposed to go back tomorrow. Yeah, back day, back and bye. What's up? Congratulations, you two. Proud Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh Game, so, games. so <laughs> we just talked some some Mavs basketball, Morgan, when you're when you're hopping on. Kind of getting the lay of the land, seeing if Flem's kind of excited for their potential. Uh he, he doesn't be. want he doesn't want Kyrie Irving. So we just we found that out, and I was kind of interesting about that because like they're the one team I'm nervous about uh, getting him from the Lakers, like the like rooting the Lakers' possibility of getting him. Um, oh, you want him? Oh, I want. Oh, absolutely, bring him here, ruin this franchise. I'm here for the ride. Okay. Yeah, don't don't. Yes, you don't want. It. You don't want I want. I absolutely like, want Kyrie no, Irving here. here. Here's no, my theory. Yeah, here's he my went. theory on the Kyrie Westbrook trade. It's it's so dumb because I get it. Westbrook, Westbrook, whatever. Which I think is like the corniest pun. Like, okay, we got it. But also, like, okay, I'm gonna get rid of this guy that missed what 50, 60. We'll say we'll call it 60 percent of his shots, 70 percent of his shots for a guy that shows up for 50 percent of the games. Like. When you do the math, you're getting the same exact thing because Kyrie's not going to be even shooting the shots because he's not going to be there. Kyrie does not play basketball. He doesn't care about basketball. If you ask me between two people who I want, even if you put all the paper out there and you said, but one of these guys wants to play basketball and one of these guys is some fucking weirdo that I have no clue what he's everything. He's the least reliable. He's the least reliable person. And I'm not like an anti-player person. He's the least reliable person I've ever heard of. Like, if you've ever been in charge of one employee or more, Kyrie Irving is your nightmare. He's the least reliable person. Every Monday, he's calling in, and every Thursday, he's telling you somebody died on Friday. And so, like, th- the dude cannot show up to work. If it ain't Wednesday, Thursday, he has zero, zero desire to fucking open up his computer. Like, the dude does not care about this sport. Okay, so Ooh, love I the agree passion. with you to an extent. I agree with you to an extent, but here's the thing. Why was he missing 56 games? It's because of what happened with his Vax beliefs and everything, right? If the Lakers, who were the only team really in the major city, if they were the only team that really didn't allow Vax cards for their fans, then they won't allow it for a player. So I think now that he's coming to the Lakers, he's with the team where his idol used to play for. And I think the one person that kept him in check, for the most part, was LeBron James. If that's your teammate then hopefully the stars align and he could get his shit together. Otherwise, he's no longer going to be in this league. So this is his last stop. That's what I think. The care of stars align. Like, you guys are so fucking delusional. You think that you can save him and you can fix him. Of like, course. he hasn't destroyed every other fucking team he's been to before. Like, Just give Brooklyn's us one ring before you ruin it. Brooklyn, so, so, shut up for a second. Shut up. Shut up. I will take. Brooklyn is not the first team that he, like, pussied out on. It, it wasn't just yeah, about yeah, the vaccination. Yep. It yep. wasn't just about the vaccination because he did it to us. Boston. He left Cleveland. 
there is there is well, it's not, not even pussy out. Piece. He didn't play in Boston either. Yeah, no, he mm-hmm. didn't. He let fucking yeah. Isaiah Thomas ruin his body after his sister died. And, and everyone else. Hey, uh, hold on. Hey, Ed Bob, mute your Ed Bob, mute your stupid phone. Thank you. He made Terry Rozier carry the load while he's fucking doing nothing. Going to his sister's b- birthday, getting COVID. Like the dude cares about one person, and that's him, and that's it. You wait until he disrespects something, something that's fucking important to Lakers fans. The shit on Chick Hearn's desk, the statue outside Crypto.com. Okay, yeah, like that'll be up for debate. But again, Crypto. I don't think as long as he hasn't done anything yet for the Lakers, and as long as he's shown that he wants to be with the Lakers because this is the team that Kobe used to play for, and he's made amends through the media with LeBron James then I'm willing to see what he can do because he hasn't done anything bad to the Lakers yet. No, he's from a talent aspect, you, you roll the dice. Kobe ever was. He's the opposite no, but of everything. I'll well, take I mean, 40% if, of... Yeah. Go I'll ahead, take guys. 40% of Kyrie over 100% of Westbrook every day. I, yeah. No, well, every day, all day. Every, every day, all day. No, but I mean, that, that's fine. You say that until you're like a sixth seed and not a one seed, and now and all of a sudden you're playing. Like it, I, I get that, but I don't think... a one seed with Westbrook. I'm sorry. The Lakers were never in a, a one seed with Westbrook. They actually missed the playoffs. No, no, of course not. I'm saying because you're playing. I'm talking about the Nets. I'm not even talking. Like, I'm saying like you don't become a one yeah. seed. Yeah, but a couple things. Like one, I don't disagree. Talent wise, it's not even like I'm not going to sit here and debate. You take Westbrook over Kyrie. Like that's you. You roll the dice if you believe because the only person that's fixed him is LeBron. I just don't believe that this guy. Like, I, and again, I, I don't believe he cares to like show up and play basketball nope. every day. I'm not saying he's not great. But, like, dude, you have – there are great artists everywhere, and sometimes the motherfuckers just do not open up the paint. Like, it's just I, – right. I can be great at this, and I don't want to do it. And I honestly believe he's there. But, honestly, I could be wrong because I don't understand this next year. So, if he goes to Lakers, no I'm cool. I, I no hope Westbrook goes. does understand him, Flem. Like, it's, it's hard to understand him. At the same time, this ain't all it for him. Like, shut up and dribble is not all that he's – that he doesn't have that mamba mentality. He ain't going to be there for 82 games – he doesn't care that much. Well, and the I only thing I wanted that, to question, that, that was a good I point. I don't believe he has an idol. I don't believe he's ever had an idol. I, no, I think Kyrie is, idol. has never no. thought somebody to be more important than him since the mm. age of one. He's always he's always kind of respected Kobe, though. And, and yeah. You know, yeah. I, know, I know, I know, I know. All right, I'm gonna make this lighthearted real quick before y'all do what y'all want. But when Morgan was talking, I was like going through like a list of grievances with Kyrie, and she randomly dropped in, went to his sister's birthday, and I was like, Oh, that was imagine, so like, funny. Imagine dropping 20 things you hate about somebody, and it's like, you know, doesn't show up to work, misleading, misunderstanding, uh, is anti-science during a pandemic that changed the entire world, went to his sister's birthday, and just like casually dropped that in there, like, well, hold on, why are we mad at the fact that he went to his sister's birthday. He didn't play basketball because he had had issues that were stopping him, but he could go out and get COVID in a nightclub for his sister's birthday. I didn't, I didn't even once mention the fact that he was born in this country doesn't represent us. I was oh, that's right. What, I, what I always forget that he... that he. I mean, Ben Simmons... Could have repped the Australian team. Ben Simmons, for some reason, uh, doesn't get talked about as much. Ben Simmons, like, is... Something you never started, never ever represented Australia. Can't quit something you didn't start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he, no, that's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Like he he was uh, supposed to be trying to represent Australia, and then he would back out every time. Yeah, I'm I a know. huge I, Patty I, Mills I, fan. I've, I've uh, hated Ben Simmons for about uh, 
five million years ever since he was with LSU. I was the only person that hated him then. Now everyone's on board, but I hated him before anybody. <laughs> so now they're yes, all now they she, see. She hated him before everybody. Yeah, she was That's the OG. I believe. Well, it. I mean, she had the first opportunity. Nobody knew who Ben Simmons was. Of course, of course. Right. Real, real oh, quick, sure Ed Bob's on the pod. Welcome, Ed Bob. Ed Bob's on mute because he had loud background. Let's not go to him right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's he's rolling. <laughs> hey, so, hey, fuck you, Flem. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Right? That's I it. it. I love it. That's did you watch? He, did you watch the, the Mystics play the Sun the today? Okay, we'll get we'll get back. Hey, to Ed Bob. I, I, all right. Two but, things. One, what, what do you want from me? Content. Uh, be- I want content timing. out of you, Ed Bob. Yeah, probably better timing. It would be number one. That yeah. That, yeah don't tell me good. to mute my mic and then ask me questions. That just doesn't make sense. You're in control of both of those things, Ed Bob. Answer press the button. So Zach, what did you Chris Mad Dog yeah. do? I am in, hold on, I am hold in on, no hold control on. of people asking me questions, Morgan. I'm sorry. I can't control that. Everybody stop asking Ed Bob questions. Zach, you have an actual like more successful podcast than this one, which is not hard to do. Uh, not mm-hmm. that yours isn't good. Uh, how how frustrated are you right now by seven people attending to talk over things as minute as Ben Simmons? Nah, it's fine. This is a Zoom conference, and I'm I'm used to this through my work shift. So cool. So Morgan, I know you hate Ben Simmons, but I know you hate somebody just as much as Ben Simmons. Somebody earlier said Ben Simmons is going to Utah. Would that be the perfect place for you for him to go? Yes, perfect, oh. amazing. I can't wait for him to upset Strider for the rest of his life. <laughs> Here's another thing. If yes, ben, please. Ben goes, wherever Ben goes next, that's his last stop. Because if you quit, if you didn't even play a game with Brooklyn. You quit on Philly. You quit in LSU. And, like, you quit well Australia. Like, he's screwed. So, he has to play no matter where he goes or else he's forever done. Interesting. I think the, I think the dude is, like, uh, it, was, it was a point of contention for me, the Australian thing, years ago. But now it's to the point where the dude's suffering from a mental illness where he physically can't get on a court. Like, maybe I don't think done. he has a mental illness. I just think he's privileged. I honestly think he was someone that was promised a lot. Like, he was probably promised to be the next Kobe. He was probably promised to be on the Lakers. He was promised a lot of shit, and he hasn't delivered. And so he's throwing a tantrum about it. Yeah, no, that, that's actually a really good point. Like, I one of my favorite I books like is... I like make it about the Lakers. <laughs> No, well, not- he wore LSU colors. You remember when he was at LSU wearing a Lakers jersey? And then the Magic always- Johnson picture. Right, the Magic Johnson picture. So it's like, I'm not saying everybody's coming to the Lakers. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Ben Simmons was somebody that, like, he lived a Hollywood lifestyle. That's why he dated a Jenner. Well, no, I, uh, I was going to make the point that, like, this happened with a lot of the players that were going from high school to the NBA. And it's similar to Ben Simmons in the fact that, like, how you mentioned, like, he was anointed as the next LeBron, painted as the next chosen one, had all, you know, was throwing all this confidence, whatever. And he had all this swagger coming into the league that, like, quickly diminished once he realized he wasn't that and just thought it was guaranteed and was entitled to it. So, yeah, there's a, there's a privilege there with him. And, and that's kind of what, what we've seen. And that's why it's taken a toll on his mental health because he was he was given all this stuff. And now that he's not being fluffed, he's all pissed off. He's yeah, only ever going like, to fail when it, comes, when it comes to expectation. When measured against that, he's only ever going to fail because he is not capable of elevating a team or carrying a team on his back. He's never has been. He's never made, he never made LSU better. They didn't even make the tournament when he was there. But he's not, he's not 
I'm the number one guy. That's that's all there is. Not it. I do think there are ways he can still stick around, and he's a great defender. I think he's a great passer. He's not Amazing. a great shooter. He's not a great shooter. But look at what Lonzo Ball like. A lot of the criticism we had about Alonzo Ball his rookie year was stuff that Ben Simmons is suffering now. So if Ben Simmons could somehow, like, I'm not even saying shoot like Lonzo from three, if he could develop a 30% from three per, from three point line, like that's ecstatic. Like that's something I think, that can do this game a lot. But but there's a difference with that because with Lonzo, he was he kind of had a like a similar. He was taking the shots and he's never been afraid to shoot. He, even though he misses, clanks him, never been afraid. It was on our national news. The first time he made a three point shot. Yeah, but I mean, and I know today's new NBA is about the three, but I don't think that like Ben Simmons' talent doesn't exist or isn't like playable. I think his mentality is just his mentality because if I think like Jabari Smith, number what three in the draft this year? Yeah. yeah. He's the only person I think that even had the same numbers ever. I think in like the last 40 years as Ben Simmons. So it's, I, I don't think that there's like anything that's not playable about Ben Simmons. I think his talent level is absolutely something you can work into the NBA. I think whatever's wrong with him, and I, I guess I'll use mentally to not get this podcast canceled. If it was LH, I'd be like, I, I'm all about mental health as somebody that goes to therapy every week, but at some point you're just a fucking asshole or like lazy. You just don't want to do it. Like you can yeah. be both. I like, I can go to therapy and still be a dick on Twitter. Like it, those two things can coexist. So they do. I don't think it's his talent level. I think he just doesn't like, this is not his priority. He has a shitload of money. I like, thought he was more yeah. of a dick before. Now I think he actually has a problem. Before yeah. I think, before I thought he was just a dick. Now I think no, I, he's a dick for the problem. Okay, I think but can he's I say acting this? exactly how I would act at the age of like of him? If you gave me that much money, it's something I was really good at. I just didn't care about. I just happened to be good at. I mean, Flem, I, th- I think you make a Flem, I think you make a great point. Like he he has he's twenty five. He's going to be twenty six at the end of this month of July. So like it's. It, it makes sense that he has like these mental, like, I guess, limitations that we may describe them as, but big, the, the biggest thing I think is, is that he is still 25 fucking years old. Like he can grow out of this. Like, it's not like the biggest, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Yes, it is going to take a lot and he's going to have to pay, make a major adjustment, I guess, into the way he, um, into the way that he approaches the game of basketball, just, He's scared to take a three-point shot. Like that's not like, of course he can't. I mean, but, that, but also that's the coach's problem. But Zach, Zach had something I don't want to like be re- like step on his point. I mean, not to like. I just don't want to like reply to Patty and take over whatever Zach had to say. No, go ahead. Shit on my opinion. No, I don't oh, know what your opinion no, was. No, 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 I, no, I, oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me, I'm open to doing that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm very open to shitting on your opinion. I just need to know it first. Wouldn't stop him. Oh, no, I just said I think he is a role player. I just also think that the reason why he's where he's at right now is because he's more privileged. He was promised a lot of things. Look, dude, he's cramming for the test right now because I'm pretty sure he was looking at Michael Jordan or he's looking at LeBron James. He's like, well, they weren't really great shooters by the time they got to the league. So they worked on it. And then now he's in the league and he's not working on his jumper as much as they were. So that's the thing. Okay, I'm not willing to throw out the whole mental health thing. Sure, he he might have problems. But at some point, you have to go find help. Like, you're at the point where you broke up with Kyrie, don't want to play with you. So before you go to Utah, go fucking find, like, do you guys have a sponsor? Like, seek help or, like, better help, whatever the therapy advertisement is for podcasts. Like, 
Go find one. Like that's what Ben Simmons needs. Oh, we're are you asking us all. who our sponsor was? Uh, yeah, whoever we're, we're Spotify throws all. in there. Uh, yeah, our sponsors are, are baked in. But thank you for. Well, you know what? Let's get yeah, us thanks. a therapy sponsor. Thanks. 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 I don't yeah. think if I don't think we would be the best people for therapy sponsor. Oh, I you know what? I forgot this was a cutthroat podcast. I feel like this is. Never therapy. mind. I won't speak for your podcast. BetterHelp.com. No, you can speak for it. I just realized um, this podcast has zero sponsors. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, Koto I, LLC, I, shout I, out. Can I just say, I hate the fucking gender narrative so much. I, I just, blaming a woman for a man's failures at his job is so fucking pathetic. And I just can't stand it as being brought up all the time. I can't stand that Dan calls her Kylie all the time when it's not fucking Kylie. Hey, I, can't, about, about well, I don't, I don't think anybody, and maybe, and this could be men. Why, versus, why, are you like, it? why does it get mentioned? Why do you have well, to mention it? I'm not saying it's her fault entirely. I'm not saying that at all. Like I'm saying you are at the top of the world. Like you are playing for the Nets or you're playing for the Sixers or championship teams. You're dating the hottest woman ever. And now you're about to have two of those things taken away from you. That's two of your parts of your life, your romantic life and your career. Both you know, taken out. You don't know that. Yeah, but no, what? I think, well, to be fair, like two things. Morgan, what you're referring to is usually how the media speaks to the, the Jenner and Kardashian world where like if they mix in with them, it's a problem. I, there's, that, a, there's a but, curse relating to Oh, I'm not saying anything so, about No, I know. I got you, Zach. I got you. But he said Zach, no, he did, but no, what I'm Zach actually said is, no, I, Zach, I, 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 what Zach was doing was a back against the wall where like, hey, this is almost like if you, any of us, most of us, I'm sure can relate, when like your rent is right before the past due, your girlfriend broke up with you, like this is the back against the wall, like, hey, either you decide to pick yourself up and like fix it or you lose it all. Like, I think he, he was doing the, you're losing these things, yeah, but right, he didn't make right. recognition can, because can, how don't you? We're talking I'm not attacking famous you guys. people. You guys can listen and I, I'm not actually attacking you. I was talking Nothing about Dan as well. <laughs> Like, I wasn't actually talking just about that, but I hate the fact that somebody else gets mentioned as a reason why he's a failure or why he's a disappointment or no, why, so why all these people I are, think, are, are not good at basketball was because of this one girl. No, like, but I, so okay, no, I also think that we're not privy to the Hollywood lifestyle. And yeah. when these famous people are talking I, about this, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me explain. And, and again, this is right, just theorizing. I'm not blaming. Two of you yelled at me. Two of you now yelled at me over an opinion. I'm not, I'm not saying that you guys did it. I'm just stating an opinion about something that happens in the media. That's annoying to me. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't. No, no, I, there's, 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 it's just a miscommunication with, with, with two things. Morgan is saying that this is a thing that, that gets brought up with this. She's, she and she wasn't trying to imply that Zach that oh, this was Zach's no. point. Yeah, she wasn't implying this was Zach's point, and right, Zach but, wasn't making the point that that Morgan was saying the media makes. Zach was just, uh, you know, obviously saying that like he's on top of the world. He has a very prestigious relationship that now he's not in. It's just it's one. It seems like there's a lot going wrong, and then it's it's what Flem said, where it's the back against the wall. Rents due. Girlfriend just broke well, up with you. I so wasn't even I, saying yeah. it. I was trying to justify. I was trying to explain what Zach's point was because. One, I think, like, to, to bring up whatever Morgan's point was right after Zach said it, just seemed like it was that. And again, it, I don't believe it was. No, it I do yeah. actually want to talk about what Morgan's saying because I do think there's actually validation there, not to mm -hmm. blame Kendall or Kylie. Uh, but I think that these people that talk about sports are actually more famous than we think we know. And when we talk about this, this is the same thing as like the same time you talk about your friends who all of a sudden start hanging out with so and so and so and so, like, there's a distraction there. There's a lifestyle and there's like an availability required to be part of that lifestyle. And 
you're talking a sport that has 82 games a year. Again, I'm not saying don't have a famous girlfriend. You can't do it. What I'm saying is if you are in this lifestyle where they record X and they do this and they, their lifestyle, the Kardashian Jenner is probably just as busy, if not busier than any NBA player. And if you're trying to like be part of that in a public fashion, you literally are stretching yourself to a degree that I think is like, it does show that your focus is probably not there. But again, I don't want to get into focus. I'm not blaming the females. I'm blaming Ben Simmons, but also Ben Simmons, like we said, he hasn't practiced a jump shot. Let's like, that that's that's it like it, that is as simple as who he is individually because ben simmons to me is a very unique case i don't want to turn this into uh whoever the first person I've, and i'm not trying to be the first nba player that married cam and, or anybody else a caliber that i truly have looked at and they're like i don't think you have a work ethic that matches your talent closely but anyway that look the only excuse that i probably think ben simmons has when it comes to his jump shot was he was in philly and look at what happened with the Philadelphia shooting coach and Markel Fultz. Like, that literally fucked up Markel's full shot that when was, he was in Philadelphia. That's wild. He was such but a good three-point shooter in college. I, I just, yeah. Right. And then now the dude's questioning his whole shot form until he got to Orlando. And, like, before he got injured, and he somewhat resurrected his shot. Ben Finn couldn't shoot at LSU and Ben's done every preseason in LA, but that's a good right. like, Wasn't, no, 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 wasn't no, Marco okay, Fultz okay, also diagnosed with something, though, that, cor- that, that corresponded with that. his shooting? Wait, what? Marco Fultz was also diagnosed with something that corresponded with his issues with shooting. It wasn't just the Philly coach. I, I definitely recall hearing something about a medical issue that Marco Fultz had, that right. like a, neurologic, a neurological you know, issue that he was dealing with. That wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just he went to Philly. They had a bad shooting coach. So, yeah, he, had, like, like, some thoracic, he had some, like, thoracic right. issues. With his right. I do think Ben Simmons didn't have a shot. Already said that. Like, he didn't have a shot going into Philadelphia. Maybe he got off to a poor start when it came to shooting. But at the same time, all of this is entitlement when it comes to his shot. You can hire a lethal shooter to help you with your shot, like Anthony Davis or KCP or Kuzma did. Like, you can find a shooting coach to help you get your shit back together. And Ben Simmons never made the effort to. Yep. No, that, I mean. Mark Hall Faults is so good. uh, Has anybody talked as much about Ben Simmons? Like, like, this podcast we just get like 10 minutes on Ben Simmons? We we, we like to get this. Yeah, this podcast likes to get down in, um, like the dirty, like, um, nobody, like, this podcast really is about, like, uh, you know, MTV's the challenge, and we like to get into the least favorite character I've ever named Fessy. Um, and he's God, he's Patty, Patty, this is a, this is an NBA free agency basketball special. You would know that if you showed up on time, Jesus so, Christ. What's next? My God, so what we got next here is. We could talk a little destination talk. I mean, it's really hard to, to decide who's going to be a favorite in this league. The Warriors got like significant role players taken away from them. I feel that that you know, I mean, Gary Payton the, the second is is going to be needed. Oh my god! Um, stop. stop, Gary Payton the second is why the Warriors aren't going to be a favorite. Okay. You know, you know, every piece counts. Okay, right. when, when, and when you lose significant role players, it it ha- it has it it shows up the next year. So we'll. But then again, Clay Thompson's going to be probably a lot better this year, this time around, right? Uh, but 
sorry that, that just uh would, i would trade clay i don't i don't know what the next topic is so i don't want to derail i would trade clay thompson and I know sounds disloyal. if you can get like a i think there's a lot of players out there you could trade clay for that would like it, it has to be immediate value not for like kd days. the warriors no the warriors have too much to <laughs> besides clay they have they have way like yeah throw jason or jordan pool you have way too much to throw for kd but I think if for the right Jordan, type of player, I'd get rid of Jordan Poole and Clay. Right. Like, well, I would say like if there comes up, like I think what I'm saying is I don't think Clay is as valuable. Again, I I shouldn't have said it as I would trade him because there's not a player I think right now that's a free agent that they need to trade him for. I'm saying I think he is more disposable as a player if you're the math guy on paper than he is. But again, I know the Warriors and their culture and you know not trying to make Draymond and Curry, but I think he's one of the most biggest values to trade for what you're going to get back for what he truly is at this well, point. Well, I think you need to give him another that. chance to see what he's going to do. Sorry, Zach, to, to cut you off, but I just think you need to see he, it was, you know, his first year back off two very major injuries. And I just think that he still needs a chance to show that he, one, he needs to get back. He could, he, there's still, um, I'm sorry. There is room for growth here to improve. Okay. So, uh, I, I, that's kind of how, how I see it. Like, I think, I think Clay, a lot of the whole, like, oh, he's not the same player he was. I just don't think we could judge that yet because it was his first year back and it was still like not even a full year of basketball. So I'm, I'm hopeful for him. I, I just love me some Clay because I love me some Michael Thompson. I so. love Clay. I'm not anti-Clay. Yeah. I think he's, he's a no, But going off of what Flem was saying about Clay, like there was actually rumors happening in the playoffs where like if I, I they changed because they won the championship, but. A lot of people in Golden State's organization believes that Jordan Poole now can take over the clay spot of the big three. So if you younger than him, then why not try to find another superstar to trade with clay being that biggest asset, a part of that trade package? Yeah, I think you could do that, but the thing is, I think you can you can trade. You can keep Clay if you keep Wiggins because defensively, Clay, you know, he's not what he was because of those two injuries. And I don't know if he's going to be that same player again off of those two injuries. I mean, you already see, um, you know, how KD plays defensively based, you know, coming off of his Achilles. Uh, what Clay's got the same, doesn't he have the same injuries along with the Achilles ACL? Yeah, and the MCL, yeah. Yeah, the MCL. So, I mean, I think those well, are MC, two You know, he had injuries. MCL and ACL and Achilles. He had yeah, those are everything. those are pretty big injuries yeah. for him, you know, especially moving laterally. That's where he was lacking. And I think if if they keep Wiggins, then there's no issue with Clay because Clay's a shooter regardless. And Clay, Clay's not the guy who's dribbling, who's doing all that. Clay can get his shot just, you know, spot-up shooter. So, if you well, keep Wiggins you- to help defensively, I think you're fine. But uh, Poole... Poole gets eaten up on the defensive end. He gets attacked. They go after him. And I don't think you can just let Clay go um, and, no. and just have Poole substitute because he doesn't play as well as he does defensively. Uh, Poole reminds me of a Nick Young or a J.R. Smith where they're great three-point shooters, but at the same time, they're not going to help you out defensively. So, yeah, I agree. Curry like, made Poole look way better. Well, and right. yeah, and Poole needs a start too. That's that's his issue. You saw no, no. I'm saying in order for him to get the most out of him, he showed that when he was starting, he was giving you better performances than when he was coming off the bench. But you that's can't usage rate. That's just usage rate. Yeah, you just but, but you can't you can't start him. You can't start him against the 
the better teams in the league with the better, you know, defensive talent on the court and when they can hunt you on the other end. Yeah. Like they were good that they had Steph coming off the bench when he was hurt in the first round, right? But like obviously you're not gonna do that against the Boston Celtics yeah. in the final. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, which I agree, the, the usage rate. But, I mean, that's – I'm just saying with, with Jordan Poole, that's when they were getting the best out of him and where they were, you know, like he was kind of just kind of being raised to a level that he's not quite at yet because the consistency just really isn't there. And that's where I think uh, Ed Bob's making a good point that, you, okay, maybe you still need to hold on to Clay because you do need him for that defense. And, you know, he's going to – I mean, when Clay gets plugged into the game on offense, he's still – just finds a very good rhythm and i think he sh- he showed up in a couple games that were you know i'm not well needed clear, for him. i'm not advocating to trade play like hey warriors go trade play what i'm saying is i think he's the most under talked about asset that's a super high asset that's, that's all i'll say I, just because the warriors are brought up i i believe Clay yeah, will the warriors still his career yeah i, I think yeah, he'll I, I agree with you Clay. like it's, it's never a piece that's ever on the table for some reason yeah yep I think Wiggins is, is a more valuable piece right now coming off of how he played in the finals, how he played this season, you know, getting becoming an all-star this season. With Clay coming off of those injuries and how Clay played, how he was attacked, Wiggins is a way more valuable piece to trade. That's why Wiggins been talk, has been talked about in the trade to Brooklyn for KD because he's a more valuable piece. He had a really good season, and he was an all-star this year. I think but he's a more I, valuable t- piece to hold. I I agree with you that he is, but for that reason, they need to hold on to him. They and I because now, well, I no, because I agree now. Well, now that Clay's not the defensive guy that he is, and Draymond, you're going to start seeing a little bit of a drop off with Draymond, even though it's all all it's all up here in the in the noggin with him. Uh, I mean, Andrew Wiggins is is their best defender, and when he's on it, like he really showed up for them those last two games, the way he rebounded the ball and attacked the rim. And it's just so valuable that he's very valuable. And he was hitting the three-point shots that Harrison Barnes was clanking. He was hitting some good three-point buckets. So I think you need to hold on to Wiggins. He's very consistent. But I think with Andrew Wiggins, the reason why he's hit another echelon in terms of how great he is as an NBA player is because he doesn't have the spotlight on him. He's the third best player on the team. Right, exactly. If somewhere else, then he – Loses that He'll get exposed value. again, like he did in Minnesota. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, he loses that value for the team that he gets traded to. But right now, he's got his highest value just because of how he no, played this that, season. That's and why because of how he played in the finals. That's, that's why you why need I... to use him as a trade piece now because he has his highest value right now, and he's trying to get paid. Guys, do y'all think that the six zooms you're looking at are smarter than NBA GMs? Yes, you think that yeah. as much as, much as we like, love the story of Wiggins this this postseason, nobody is saying I'll take Wiggins over Clay from two points. <laughs> what, talent yeah. is maybe a 50 50. I'll give you that. But name wise and market wise, if you bring Clay Thompson to your stadium for the first time when every team is always known, if Clay goes before the injuries, if Clay goes there, he's potentially the number one that's actually better than you think. It, it, I know it's not there, like but a Manu. Yeah, we're, we're dumb people. Zach came to Dallas, paid $200 to watch the, the Mavs play. No, like, no, we no. Are fans I, of- I, I never paid for the ticket. I never oh, paid okay. for the ticket. I looked at it. I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, fans, like, if they see it, but if you knew Clay all of a sudden was in Dallas, you probably would have bought the 200 Like, there is a value, and I think Clay, from a business aspect, and talent, if you want to call it a wash at this point because of injuries, fine. Although, I think Wiggins is who Wiggins was. Like, Let's not, and I hate doing this, but 
let's not do the Tyson Chandler thing where in 2011 we were all like, Tyson Chandler is so great. It's like, shut up. He joined a team that was great and he was who he was before and after, right? Like, Wiggins, okay. yeah, I, I, I agree. Wiggins, Wiggins has not changed. Wiggins is more than it was before. It does. Wiggins is the same, is the same player in my eyes. I don't think Wiggins needs to get any more respect than he's gotten. Wiggins is an underachiever. He was a number one overall pick. He was talked about, you know, same as Ben Simmons. He was supposed to be that guy, and he hasn't been. But now he's on Golden State, and everybody thinks he's a lot better than he is, which means you need to get what you can get for his value. It's the highest it's going to be. Clay Thompson, he averaged, coming off of the torn Achilles and torn ACL, he averaged 20 points a game this regular season. Andrew Wiggins, who played more games this year, only averaged like 17 points. So Andrew Wiggins wasn't even able to show up until the playoffs where he was able to be the second man or the second fiddle to Steph Curry. Despite what I agree with Ed Bob when it comes to, yes, like this is the all-time stock that we've seen Andrew Wiggins. Now's the time to probably ship him. However, I think the more valuable player still between the two is Clay Thompson. Yes. So if, if all us dummies think that, and the dummies at Golden State think that, the other teams that who know the basketball too would be going, yeah, you know what? Probably not worth it. Except for Sacramento. <laughs> Except for Sacramento York. does do some stuff. The, the Knicks are all in. <laughs> the Knicks are all in. Okay, but can we move off of this and talk about the biggest reagent signing probably of the summer so far? And that's Robin Lopez to the Cavs. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mickey Mouse becoming a free agent. Yeah. Very good backup to Jarrett guy? Allen. Love the move. I've always been a huge Robin Lopez fan. He has the best hook shot percentage in the league. Fun fact. He's, been, he's, he's, he's worked on I'm it. Sure really there's well. a, I'm sure there's a high, a, a high volume of people just going to hook shots. I love a good hook shot as Zach. Okay. And dude, the California Classics happening, and the Clippers are not even so. Not even the NBA likes to involve the Clippers in anything. This isn't a California podcast. We don't care about the Clippers. But it's just a California, like, just like LA. Wow. Okay, wait. I hold want up. Kyrie. Iowa State was like, "Please, California, come to our conference," and then we gave you two of yeah. your. Con- yeah, so that's what happened. This is a basketball podcast, sir. You would know <laughs> that if you were here on time. You know, like USC basketball. There you go. Zach's already time. been accused of being sexist. Point. Let's calm down. <laughs> it's all right. You white knighted him beautifully. It's fine. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. It wasn't about you, anyways. So I don't okay. think it's. I think it's about Patty. Uh, no, it's about you. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I was deflecting. <laughs> Uh, you gotta get up onto that very tall high horse you got into. Why are why are we? Right, I get that like we're talking about all these people that are like, you know, free agents. I guess. And totally why are we not talking about like the most obvious like, KD and Kyrie? Like I don't care about where they go. I don't like what are, these two people. And, 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 never mind. Like I don't want to drive your topic. No, 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 you, no, 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 no. Let's no, count no, them you, because you the failed experiment. I'm so down to shit on how they failed. Well, no, but but this was a free and, agent podcast. I don't want to like relive and maybe I'm, I'm going to save these. No, 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 no. This is a part of it. Let's do this. No, 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 no. I'm. I want to take this here. This is. This is. This is why we bring on the the great guests on our podcast, and we have. We got we got yeah your takes and the shit ones too but we this is this is the this is where i want to take it this is a great thing what a failed experiment the fact that they played under 50 games together through three seasons ah love it only seven play only seven playoff wins let's go or what 
one playoff series. I don't know. I don't care. They just saw yeah, What's funny, the whole time KD is there was the bad word about Kari. There's been team Kari the whole time, never shat on him. Harden left because he was like, fuck this dude, I'm out. Kari opts in and Trent goes, no, fuck this dude, I'm still out. But he's, I he's think- recently defended him. Everything, every podcast I listened to delayed after Kevin had decided he wanted to trade was all like, well, now that now that Kyrie's staying, now that Kyrie's staying, everyone will be happy, blah, blah, blah. They both stay. It was never like a thought that one would opt in and the other would leave because of it. Well, I think what it is is that Durant has a feeling they're going to, they were going to trade him for Westbrook regardless. And that was like the only avenue they had to get rid of Kyrie. They were going to trade Kyrie for Westbrook. Not yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie. No, yeah. But they were going to trade Kyrie. They were going to trade Kyrie for Westbrook. And he was like, why am I'm not going to, I don't want to play with that guy. Like, I've, I think that's why he wanted to be traded. Cause he knows that that was what was going to happen. This so I think that's what Kyrie opted into his player contract though. Right. So yeah. that's the thing that was like, I thought when Kyrie opted in, I was like, Oh, so they are going to try to make it work. And then that's when yeah. Katie came out and said, no, I want to trade. That's that's what I found so funny. Like he opted in, he like finally he bought in, and it was like a commitment. And then he's like, "I'm out." Well, no, right. I mean, well, I mean, yes. It, in, if you look at it from like that big picture, it looks like that, right? But no, there's no way Kyrie's not opting in. Like as much as his like Joker quote of "We live in a society," uh, whatever his quote was of like right. to do the unique, like there, yeah, it's really you know what way to be way to be an anarchist by opting into thirty plus million dollars a year. Like we got no, that wasn't going to happen. Like, good job, Kyrie. You're you're so fucking unique. But I, I, I don't think that either one of them were shocked about what's happening. I think both of them intended to not be there. And all it is is that they are willing to say and do whatever. Like, they're not here for corporate America image and messaging and all that because this isn't their business. This isn't uh, 35 or whatever the hell Durant. And I'm not trying to even, like, dismiss it. I just 350, 35, whatever Durant. This isn't their business. Their responsibility is like what they want to do, and they have no impact. Like what we think of them means nothing, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's not the same as their business. In their business, if they own it, like their image does matter. As a player, they're still an employee. If we, as an employee, you're not responsible for the image or branding of anything about that organization or your team. And if you end up on another team where people don't like you, that's fine. But you know what the, the problem is? When everybody in the in the net starts hating you when you leave, wherever you go next, Durant, you just gain the same amount of fans. Like it even is as, as as much of an asshole. And I yeah. used to love Durant before Warriors, not because he joined the Warriors. Like you are you're it's an it's a wash. Anytime you're yeah. an asshole player that leaves one city to go to another, regardless of how you did it, you gain the same amount of fans back as soon as you're on that team. So they have nothing to lose here. What I think is more interesting is like why they're going to end up somewhere different. Because I think we could all talk about like why they're going somewhere. Like who cares? Like that's the, the conversation's happening on 500 different podcasts that are all probably ranked higher than this one. But uh, no offense. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying like, what's more interesting is like a friendship. Imagine like going to a job with what you at the time were saying is like, this is my ride or die. This is my right. Like this is my guy. And the thing, the job went so bad because you can still have a friend, but most of us have worked with people where I'm sure personal relationships were ruined through a professional relationship, whether you didn't produce or they just decided to become like take advantage of the system, whatever it is. I truly believe that like Kevin Durant is like that work ethic kid that like is like, God damn it. 
I knew I shouldn't have just hooked up with my and it, they both smoke, so this isn't a weed thing. It's just analogy of us. I knew I shouldn't have hooked up with my stoner friend that's always calling into work and it's always doing this, even though he's my guy. And I think yeah. it was like, look, man, I love you, bro, but like, I'm going to go here, you go here, and at the end of the day, we're still going to retire at 35, 38, and live our life. But to me, this is like a friendship that worked in the cubicle next to each other. Like, dude, you're really bad at this job. Or it's like somebody that you thought you could be a roommate with, and the roommate thing always doesn't work out. Yes. Yep. Oh, honestly, I want them, I want him to go to Phoenix. I want them to win 65 games, which would then be their their new franchise record, just to fall in the second round again, just as hard. Like, I want that so bad for them because, like, honestly, the, the craziest thing with, with the Suns is the fact that they don't see the value in Aiton and his size yeah. and how and how crucial he is to what they do because the Lakers, like, what really, like – kind of exposed a little bit of what they were doing with their size was the fact that this guy was even bigger than all of them. So I, I don't mean to take this to, to the Suns, but I just want him to be traded no, there. No, it's okay. We can, we can pick it up at the Suns and, and we can have KDB traded there and then, and it, or actually, yeah, and then just have the Lakers beat them in, in six games in the conference finals and make it even better when they win 73 games in the regular I'm so happy Patty brought it back to the Lakers because what I was about to say is the reason why Aiton was so valuable during that series is because if you don't have DeAndre Aiton, the Suns won't be able to get past uh, injury-less uh, AD or like a AD-less. Yes. So mm-hmm. Aiton was the person that was so pivotal to them having that finals run in 2021. Now that you take him out of the picture against the Mavs, granted the Mavs had also just as many bigs as to match up with, with Aiton. Like the fact that you wanted to like just throw him as a scapegoat, go like, well, he gave up. It's like, no, you guys didn't give him any financial security. CP3 is fucking selfishly holding up a lot of the payroll hostage. And then DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. is not able to have any security whatsoever. So he should be getting a rookie extension. That's true. But also the Lakers didn't make it into the playoffs this year. So that's why his whole point was around their finals run and the, and the success that they had around that. And if AD doesn't go down in that, they were going to whoop their ass. So it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter anyways, but this isn't a Lakers pod. We've, we've been this over also this. also isn't a hypothetical pod. No, but, but, but it's it's important to talk about why DeAndre Ayton is so important to what the Suns do. And the fact that they're, that he's going to obviously be removed from this equation is going to hurt them. And they're not going to be as successful as they are. They'll be a great regular season team and they're going to fall in the playoffs. And that's why I want this to happen. Yeah. Just like Lakers. Because the Lakers won't be there. Lakers will be there. We're going to win 18 before the Celtics do. I know. I'm confident in that. That's going to. Me? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just a fan of anarchy. Oh, okay. Some people just like to watch the world burn. Zach, I'm also, I'm also lost on what Patty was doing there. It right. seemed like you were just... just... It was like to start fires. Yeah. So, but the, but the, 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 yeah. the analogy of KD and Kyrie, like KD's Eminem and Kyrie's Cheddar Bob, and he points fire and he's trying to learn. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking hell. And now I have to drive you to the hospital. That's what he is. He's an idiot. Uh, always you know, that's a good, you know what? That's actually, at first I was like man that's kind of rude but I was like you know what you're right because the loyalty and like he was down he just yeah and they both had like some of the most memorable shots ever and like, yeah. even, even like after it happened like
Car- uh. Car- Heidi decided he was leaving and he still like stuck up for in the media, but he knew he was going. Uh, Patty, do you I have thought- any more random, like, just like insults you want to just throw at random people in the Zoom about their teams without like mm-hmm. an intent? Boston's yeah. a racist city. Oh, that's true. He's a racist country. Except for Ryan Rosillo. That's my guy. Am I Mexican? Of course. You know, the sky blue. <laughs> sky blue. These, are, these are things we know. Okay. Is Morgan from a country that doesn't exist? Yes. The white supremacist mm. shit. And- we don't Whoa, not exist. Hey, Zach, this is, this is an anti-Australia podcast. Wait, Thank wait, you very wait, wait, much. wait. Hold on. Everybody time out. Zach went a white supremacist and his mic muted halfway through his sentence. So all I heard was do white supremacists and then it stopped. Did everybody else Me hear too. That? <laughs> yeah, okay. I did. I heard that too. Jay and Bill really? Russell's bad. You have to finish really the joke. Bad. Okay. There we Jay go. Thank you. Got it. Yeah. Good, good delivery. I'm, I I hate that that joke was broken into two parts. I'm leaving you on a cliffhanger. That's what it was. Love a good you know what? For now on, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start like telling a joke and halfway through it before I get to the punchline, I just start mouthing and say nothing. All right, uh, pal, back to you. How do you express yourself by insulting my country? You're on the list. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? We 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 showed up on Wake and Take to ride or die uh, for our co-host here, okay? And you're gonna do her like this? What the hell? What the hell? Yeah, I was so I was so pleased that you spent two minutes defending me. (laughs) <laughs> only to vote for me whichever I knew you would do at the start I'll do it any and I, you know what you I'll do it any time for you sister I love you, uh, you I got you you. You. you got some me 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 time out of that <laughs> yeah yeah you know but it's it's uh it's like, talking about all your uh, uh, film. if you could describe it in one word what would it be as for Walker's head state the race constantly it's not going to get better people get bored oh Patty's just Patty. Again. Patty, can you not? Fuck. Oh my god. This is what? the worst produced podcast. I and I am on the second worst. What is going on here? I, I just honestly oh, I'm sorry. I'm sharing sound and I was muted on both things. I thought I was muted just totally. I was trying to find like the we live in a racist country. Can you no, uh whoever we, have, we this, heard all, all of that? Can you put out Patty saying totally so I can use that as sound for whatever I want to for of course, totally. Got you. Totally. Yep. So what were we talking about? Uh, LeBron uh, ruined Taco Tuesday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Uh, he has ruined Taco Tuesday. And honestly, the cultural appropriation with it is just like, please. We're not. No, we're not going to do that. But but that's what he's doing. The the I, 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 I can't take it. I can't. Oh, I'm not offended by it. Writing it. That was the worst shit I've ever heard. Well, yeah, no, he's corny. Like, LeBron is the only person, this is the way I've always described it, he's the only person in the world that I could look at and be like, this, just knowing his personality, I don't believe he can kick my ass. I know he can, but I still don't believe it because he's that corny. And that's who LeBron is. Like, he's the corniest, most dominant athletic, like, figure ever. Like, nobody's ever been this great at what they do and been as corny as him at the same time. I bet you he tells a great dad joke, huh? No way. He can't. No, he's the worst at articulating. The dude, but like, like it's so he bad. Say, he's That's the most. He's the least dad. articulate. And I'm not saying he's dumb. He's bad at articulating whatever it is he's thinking. Bronny has definitely eye rolled at his dad a bunch. I could see that. Mm-hmm. What do you feel? How do you feel about this, Ed Bob? Is he Ed a dad Bob joke guy? Camera on for this. Yeah, this is. I mean, LeBron is definitely just a corny guy. He's 
He's just corny. I don't know. What do you want? He's corny. I agree. I mean, don't be mad at us. What do you want? You turned on your camera like you had. Excellent analysis. Don't like, Thank yeah, you. don't don't get mad at us for asking you more when you excitingly turned your camera on. You gave us a business signal, like yep. I got some gave, shit, I, and then you're like, I turned my okay. camera on and I was so excited. He's you corny. I mean, he's corny. I I'm agree. Did you see Thank that you. Sabrina Inescu uh, is the second Liberty player all time to have five straight assists through 10 games? Pretty exciting stuff. We got some really good WNBA basketball going on there. So we got to have a was that set exciting? Pod. Can we just get a show of hands if that was exciting? Are we, are we not exciting? Exciting are information we not in, to know. Are we not in SQ fans? I love Sabrina. Do we not love Sabrina? Right. Are we not? Our eyes not on New York right now, getting ready for her. There's some. I'm getting ready for some of those UConn players to make the when they make the leap into the league. Ooh, I'm there. I'm ready. I don't Sorry, we have Ed Bob on, who's our to pretend to like the WNBA. Um, no. what do you mean it, pretend? As long as I'm not, it's not about the LA team because I hate them. No, we got some Liz Cambridge. You know, we, it's it's Cambie, and she's a racist. That's true. This is fun. You see, wow, That's, I did not know yeah. that. That is actually true. You're right. Yeah, go, go and Google what she called the Nigerian basketball team during a game and why so, she doesn't play for Australia anymore. She's a bad oh person. What do y'all think Steve Nash is going to end up as a coach? Phoenix. Uh, at home where he – I don't know why that guy just doesn't relax. Like, your back is bad, dude. Just take – Does the dude look like he relaxes? He looks like he's been tense for his whole life. Yeah, like, that's, he, he, that's why he's got to take a load off. I mean, we might – I hope we don't lose him, but, you know – does it really matter if we lose him? Like, honestly. All right, everybody calm down. Y'all don't. Y'all I didn't say die, business. but like, just go ahead. I love Steve Nash. I've, I've always been a Steve huge. Nash and James Blunt were twins for like two years when Beautiful came out, right? Whoa, that's such an accurate take. Not even a hot take. It's just a spot on take. They were the same person. Doppelganger. You're beautiful. Anyway, uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll come to Two Americas. Right, Ed Bob? Uh, I'm hip to the song, James Blunt. Yeah, you're beautiful. That's a, I'm hip to the song. It's one of hey, the songs. Ever. Hey, I gotta say, real shout out to our sponsor, Koto LLC. Uh, the pineapple habanero hot sauce. I'm almost done with the bottle. That that shit slaps, my friend. I'm gonna be ordering that one. I also had a Moscow Mule yesterday with the tamarind ginger beer and your traditional ginger beer. So. That shit's also real good, Ed Bob. Is there anything in free agency that you would like to bring up that's that's caught your interest that uh, you know maybe that you haven't Mickey heard Mouse. yet on here? What Malcolm Brogdon? That was a pretty big. Yeah. Move. I don't know oh God, that. that's, I uh, know. I mean, that's, that's a that's a decent move if he can stay healthy. Ed Bob um, is my foot. Yes. Oh God, I hate but, the Celtics um, so much for making I that move because I love me some Malcolm Brogdon. <sighs> yeah, that's that that is my guy. I, I enjoy Malcolm Brogdon, but he definitely. He can't lack on the scoring end, and I feel like they definitely need him to score. Um, that's why I feel like that's the reason you pick him up is to score because Marcus Smart isn't consistent enough. He's there uh, defensively, but like to score, he he you can't count on him enough. And I feel like Malcolm Brogdon can be that same guy, but as long as Tatum and Brown are gonna you know actually pass the ball, I think that they can make it work. Yeah, they got to get rid of it. Their handles are garbage, so they got to get rid of the rock. They got to yeah. be able to, to pass that up. And I think yeah. that Brogdon's the right guy for that. Also, we mentioned earlier in this pod that Rudy Gobert is the best shot blocker in the league, and I was I meant to, to push back against that because I think Robert Williams is the best shot blocker in the league. The way that guy just blocks jump shots out of the air from the three-point line is insane. So it's I not- – 
I think for right now, Rudy Gobert still has the crown. But uh, yeah, in a, like I think Robert Williams has to take some few seasons to see like what his block numbers will be. Because Rudy like, Gobert's doing it, at, he's doing it at the post. Like the way that Robert Williams can time a block from the three point line, time lord, is, is incredible. The, right. the, it's, how, it's without fouling, what, what he can do is, is just it's amazing. It's beautiful. I'm surprised he doesn't average deserving? six blocks a game. Is there a city more deserving of a bunch of athletic people that they wouldn't have accepted 50 years ago that still can't dribble a basketball than Boston? No, not yeah. at all. Applejack with the with the one hand. Applejack, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the plumber I, himself. But no, I, I I think Brogdon was a great move. Brogdon is a great two-way player. Um, I don't think you're expecting him to be a primary scorer because that's still what Jalen Brown and Tatum is about. But if Brogdon can still be kind of like what Andrew Wiggins is for Golden State, if you could have him be just a spot-up shooter or like somebody that could drive to the hole and make the right move, like playmaking, like this is the perfect team for him to thrive and it could be beneficial for both part, part both parties. Yeah, well, he, I, they, might, they might not be a part of a big three, but maybe be a big two and a half, and that'll be enough. And somehow, don't we all just feel that they're going to get Daniel Thies back somehow? Of course, like, yeah, even Tice will find a way back there somehow. Tice, like, whatever, yeah. Even though he's, he's going to go like a spring, yeah. yeah. Celtic he'll for life. Brogdon's, he's he's got to be able to score when one of them isn't scoring, and I feel like that's a problem that you have. Is that when Jalen Brown or Tatum aren't scoring, like uh, Jalen Brown will be scoring, Tatum's not. And nobody else is scoring, That's and right. vice versa. It didn't work with Schroeder. Right. Derek White wasn't enough. Mm. No, I, I the good move, and I like Gallinari as well because he always kills us. So at least he won't kill us now by being on our team. Yeah, no, that was another great pickup. But I, I, I think Tatum just choked in the playoffs, whereas like he was consistent for most of the year. And I think as long as he gets the conditioning right he can be consistent in the playoffs too. The more like experience he gets, the more experience he gets. The better off he will be. So I, I don't yeah, think it's. I, I hope it's that. And I, but at the same time, like if you have a look at how much he played, uh, he played an exorbitant amount of basketball in the last two years, more mm-hmm, than right. any other player because of the amount of games that we played and with the Olympics and blah blah blah. So hopefully it's just that he was just exhausted, and that's why it, it fades out because he no. has had a lot of playoff experience. Really, if you think about it, um, right. Yeah, when it's all on you and, and there's the expectation as well, I think that maybe that maybe that didn't help. But well, yeah, well, all the all the conference final teams, all the conference final teams from the bubble had an extreme physical toll. And not only in and not only was Tatum one of those guys, he also had a really difficult bout with COVID before the vaccine was there, which really hindered him the season after. And then I, trying to kind of and then, so his conditioning getting back into this season, you saw how it. it ended up being limited once he got to the finals. Cause like you said, he's played so much basketball. When you look at all the stars who have been sitting out because of injury, he's like the one guy that made it to those conference finals. The one star who's played this much basketball since. See, but that that's where you're doing revisionist history. When he made the conference finals in the bubble or whatever, like that was not the Tatum we're talking about now. This is yeah. his first year that we've ever had. Like, Oh my God, this dude is potentially mm-hmm. top true. five player can carry team. And that happened halfway through the season. Like why yeah, are we bringing, yeah? So why are we bringing this expectation of Tatum? Well, he's been there before. It's like yeah. Well, of course he was there as a different role. Like he is not the, 
the energy, the expectations, the plays, the coaching, the ex- all that is different. I'm not saying that Tatum, let me be clear. I like if it's up to me, Boston never wins a game for the rest of their uh existence. But Tatum, I think, is hey, the talent's there. And so, like to we're hold him the to accountability, the first postseason he's ever had of being an expected like superstar. Not he was average this postseason. He wasn't bad. He was average. Uh, I mean, he disappeared at times, granted, but like we're, we're holding him to an expectation that we did not have two years ago, let alone eight months ago. Well, let me just say, okay, so like continue on to the point that I was making. No, Tatum very consistent, and I think the reason why he ran out of gas is because literally he has been exhausted carrying this team for much part of like not just this season but for the last few seasons he's been in the conference finals for most of his career this is a guy that will be consistent Jalen Brown is the streaky guy and it's okay if he's going to have an off night as long as you have a new role player such as a Malcolm Brogdon or like if you have a Danilo Gallinari there will be other ways to get the ball through the hoop for Boston Celtics which is why they're going to be so unique that's all I want to say (laughs) I'll say he has a child so maybe he's tired I'm sorry, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize your point got cut off. My bad. I didn't mean to like jump in and just keep running. Oh, no, no, no. Like, it was from before then, but like the other people are talking. Yeah, so no, was- I know, I know, I know it was from Morgan and Pound, not from me, but uh, no, just hey, we were great. Consistency is fine if you're looking for like a wide receiver three in fantasy, but like at some again, like be consistently great. I'm not trying to be stupid guys where it's like do it in the playoffs, but I don't think like Tatum did not from a, a regular season game to game standpoint didn't seem to the masses. Maybe, and again, if I'm wrong here, let me know. I didn't think of Tatum as, like, superstar level until about halfway through this season where I was like, this dude is who people thought he could be. I heard people say they thought he could be. I've always heard people say they thought Tatum could be this. And then, when, I, and again, it could be me as a fan. When the expectation right, there, right. I think once we put the expectation on you, like, this dude, it's hard not to have the expectation put on you by 20 million people versus 5,000 people that are experts, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, but at right. this age, like when we believe in you, I think it actually is louder than when like analysts yeah. on ESPN believe in you. So, so now, you're not saying halfway through the season it changed from he could he could be that to he is being that. Like he is being one of the top five players in the league. He he can he has lived we, up to that potential. But are we all just rambling game. to all agree that Tatum's going to be great and he is great? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I was trying to make the There's joke that's saying you're not saying the same point. Playoffs. You're not. You're saying Flem uh, do it in the pl- or not to no, do it in the playoffs, but do it in the playoffs. No, I love Tatum. I think Tatum's a great player. I just but do it in the playoffs. Doing. Yeah, but I think no, Flem also. This is his first time in the playoffs. But do it again. No, it's not. It's As the real number uh, one. Again, it, I mean, I don't know. It, Tatum's gonna be great. Like, we're all like arguing personal opinions about a player that we all believe is gonna be great. And as much as like, this is it's the weird, it's a weird way to make this debatable. Yeah, you guys, right. he played four bad games. Let's reflect. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was more than that. I think he 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 didn't he didn't have a dominant Sorry. series besides that first round. I said he played I, four bad games. I didn't say anything about okay or good games. Okay, he, right. he, he played four bad ones. He was, but, but he was just never that guy. And Zach, you can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I just want to be real nerdy real quick because if you go onto eBay and you look up Jason Tatum rookie card PSA 10, the value of his card does not reflect of who he will be towards the down the line of his career. So his rookie card, if it's graded 10, is going for like 60 to maybe 80, 90 bucks. Devin Booker's is going for somewhere over like 140, 150, and he doesn't have any of the accomplishments that probably Where? Tatum has. 
But where were they drafted and how many were printed? I'm not even trying to do that. Like, if you want to get nerdy, like, I don't know the draft positions and how many were printed. Does Tatum have a finals appearance, though? Huh? Does Tatum have a finals appearance? Wiley. Yeah, this past finals. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? He just. Well, yeah. Other than that, I mean, you know, the market it hasn't it hasn't reset itself. I mean, that's the. That's that can't. I just sold a Jason Tatum card for seventy five dollars. So I sold for seventy five dollars. As somebody that's been keeping an eye on this, I think this is low value because this guy, if you buy it now, I'm just letting you know, he's going to win an NBA championship. I somewhere. love this. I oh, think this. he's going to win Ooh, that, I mean, all NBA ooh. first. He might even win an MVP down the line. But I think Jason Tate is going to be the future of the NBA. And I do think he can actually rise in value with all of his cards and shit. Hold on. Now, everybody step back. There's, a, there's an opportunity here for another pot. Zach. Are we going to start a card trading and value versus market and podcast? Because I'm here for it. I'm down for that. I just want to let you know, I sold a Steph Curry rookie card, PSA 10, for 1100 So And I you're fired. That- <laughs> I've had that for four years, so. There we go. This man has talked, he, he, he's talked about, he's given his card bona fides on ESPN, okay? Man knows. Yeah, yeah I've doing. actually ESPN and talked about Cards. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. No, we'll, no, t- we'll no, take no, their no, bit. I'm sorry. I didn't, no, I'm not sorry. I didn't, no, I'm sorry. You were on ESPN. I'm sorry you're into the cards, but to be fair, that that Devin Booker card is going for like three hundred dollars, and Jason Tatum is going for max, like right now, like what I'm seeing is one fifty. So, does, Zach, you're 100 right. Thank you. Um, like, wait, but if, Devin Booker also made it to the finals. Like, what are we doing here? Like, if this is just this is like gambling. The the public moves the needle. I think Jay I think they should be the equal. primary star for his team, whereas Devin Booker is, yeah, the primary option to score. But you have a Chris Paul who's a star. You have a DeAndre Ayton who we've already acknowledged the X factor. Like there are other pieces for the Phoenix Suns to be integral. Whereas a lot of the blame as to why the Boston Celtics lost this past NBA Finals is because Jason Tatum didn't perform well. Yeah, but Tatum doesn't date uh, a a Jenner, so his car is never going to be worth as much. Also true. I will ask yourself where that child's mother is. Ask yourself where that child's mother is. And Bob saying, I think they're both equal is the worst way to ever approach any opinion ever. It's like, I mean, like they they both made it to the finals. They both haven't won. They both are not both equal. Kobe Bryant, you know, stands like Devin Booker looks like a drawing. The same. Watch it, very similar. Watch it, Bob. They're similar, but I do think Tatum has more potential. Yes, I agree. I I agree agree that he does because he's definitely the better player defensively. He definitely does, but I don't. I think it's. Sorry, he's broken better. Like you said, he's got to get consistent. He's got to get more consistent to be that guy. So Booker's better offensively, at Bob. Is that right? But you know what's funny about all of us having these conversations. Is like, and I, I don't say this just because yeah. I'm a Mavs fan, but it's the prime example of when this happened. Is everybody was always like, well, they're great, they're good, they're good, they're good, but they're just not like that guy. And nobody ever thought Dirk was amazing until 2011. All of a sudden, he's like, he's one of the best power forwards ever. It's like, hold on, like the dude mm-hmm. just wondering, I get it, but like y'all literally changed your entire opinion because didn't he won an MVP off. by then though? Before didn't he win an he, MVP? In 2006 when they oh, no 2000 I think uh, seven whenever he got they lost the first round to the Warriors. Uh, of all things, yeah, uh, the upset season, 
But why you talk about everyone's hands? Celtics really got robbed by referees by Miami. Why you talk about everyone's hands and loves KD? It's gonna be great. But what I'm saying is, like, we have all these conversations, and all it takes is like a championship team, and all of a sudden, like, this person's the best. It's like, well, and don't get me wrong, Dirk is the goat. But it like you get dismissed until you win it whenever like you're that B plus player. Where you can Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was Jimmy Butler's bitch, and now everybody loves him, and he's high trade value. Great, because he wanted Jimmy Butler. Fred, I I wanted Miami Heat versus Golden State because I really thought that was going to be a lot of like mind games going on between Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins. Like, I think Andrew Wiggins would have been having a full PTSD moment against Jimmy Butler in the finals. Does Jimmy Butler wear a Rolex during every game? Right, honestly, um, one v five finals. The Warriors would not have put him in a position to even suffer from that. I think y'all are wrong. I think Andrew Wiggins dominates this this finals, anyways. Uh, I think he played well. He played well. I'll give him that. Set, but it doesn't change. It, it really doesn't change who he is and the fact that he's underachieved. Because at the you're end of the day, he's Tatum? the number one. No, no he's talking about Wiggins. Oh yeah, no, we all yeah. yeah we, like, Wiggins is Wiggins. He's, like, nobody he's still like yeah. he's. He, yeah, it doesn't change who he is. But with Dirk, I think it's different with Dirk because Dirk, the way Dirk did it when they won, the the fashion in which he did it, the, the player that he was, Dirk was still, you know, definitive number one on that team, which is why the way Dirk did it, it, it solidified who he was as opposed to the way people are trying to give Wiggins so much credit for winning when he – was the third guy. Oh, no, just, yeah, but he played well, but he, you just he confused wasn't two great. conversations. We were definitely not comparing Dirk to Wiggins. I was talking about the Tatum Booker conversation, like where we like hold these players that are really, really good, great to like this expectation. And unless they win a ring and like they're not, but once they win a ring, all of a sudden, then we surpass them in like top five at their position. And it's just like what you do. Now, again, if you do it like Dirk did with the team, again, that's a very unique season. I'm not doing that as a Mavs fan. We know that's a one off, right? Like, that was, like, the basketball gods making up for 2006 refs being shady. That's the only way that happened. But that's a unique – but, like, most players, they're not – like, they're never going to get the credit they get until they win a ring. And then they get skyrocketed to, like, top five. It's like, okay, like, again, in the media eyes. But anyways. Well, how about – okay, perfect perfect example, Luca. I mean, Luca right now has the chance to be wide known, like, across Mm. our world. And right – like – it's kind of scary because I'm looking down five years down the line. And if the Mavericks don't get a superstar around him, he could be entering the same territory for right now. I think the Mavs don't have the same type of uh, championship contender hope as the Suns did because they made it to the finals or Tatum because they just made it to the finals. But like if Luca doesn't get to the finals soon, then he won't be entering that picture uh, just relatively soon. That's it. Yeah, no, I mean, th- again, there's only five people on the court at one time. Like, at some point, as an individual player, you do have to make the finals. And I hate saying that because it sounds so, like, again, sports media, but there's only five of you out there. One of you, if you're that great, you do have to make it past the other people that are there. No, yeah, well, and but that's what makes Luca so unique. And I think that's why he's one of those guys where maybe you're not necessarily going to – need another superstar next to him you just need very solid role players and support because when you have five guys on the court like you know just good defenders just because he commands so much usage of the ball so i think it's going to be difficult for another guy you know to to work and so he's just going to be this guy who, who sets up his That's role players like lebron the re- would do the reason the reason i don't agree with that is the last time 
that a superstar of that talent did not need other superstars to win the championship on their own was the Dirk 2011 Mavs, which happened to be the first year in this recent, the model of the recent NBA, that yeah. the superstars went at a three to five ratio. And so because if, if the if the Mavs played the Heat two years later in the finals, they lose. It's not even close. If it wasn't for the fact that they were playing them the first year, that is the big three era, the Mavs are not winning that. Like It's just not yeah. possible. So I think now that that big three era exists, there's not going to be another one of those seasons. Like, unless you come across a goat even different than LeBron, because LeBron had to see players get injured. Like, it's not, and that's not to be anti-LeBron. Like, there's no way that season will ever be recreated because that season happened the same season we saw three Hall of Famers playing and joining at a young age. Well, the but the math, the Mavs had an, like, and it doesn't get brought up enough, but it's like, yeah, they beat the Miami Big Three, but also the teams that they went through in the Western Conference were all powerhouse teams. They had to beat the Lakers coming off of three straight finals appearances, and they swept them, which was nuts. They, I think they also beat a really good Oklahoma City Thunder team, and they beat the Spurs in the first round. So they had yep. they they went up against like one of the best, like the toughest roads to win a championship ever. It wasn't just the I don't fact think that they, so. I, I think that's, I crazy. think it was like, the Lakers actually were not that good that year. They weren't. Uh, I, and I yeah, could admit I, that. The, the only thing I would say is Oklahoma was tough, but Oklahoma proved just years after that. Those two players were just not going to beat teams willing to put in that type of, like that type of effort. And it's not that they didn't have ever like Oklahoma was a pure scheme team. There was nobody that was going to be diving at balls or doing anything stupid. Like that just wasn't who they were, and they proved that years after the Mavs. So I think again, as a Mavs fan, that's the luckiest year you could ever have to come across that Miami team because any other year, Mavs lose. Yeah, that's a good point, and I did, I think it's and it it's Which a means, solid like, the point big to bring. Yeah, like that's yeah. it. Like if you don't have two three superstars, you're not winning. So then, the what's the what's What's the best kind of player that's going to compliment Luca though that you need? Do you need another player that's going to somewhat be like him, where they I think defend and they score? But no, I any mean, other player? You need it's like a, somebody. It's a Deion Sanders situation where whoever's lined up on the other side, you have the best. It is. Two I mean, cornerbacks do, in the league. Do you know anybody that big that's that good at everything else they do that's not named LeBron? I mean, no. When that, like, you know, and the, else the one thing people don't talk enough about is that Luca was hurt in this year's postseason and he still kicked ass on one leg. Sorry. Bob, what were you saying? No, he's just—he's in the situation LeBron was in in Cleveland when he first was there. Like he can—he's that great that he can get a team deep into the playoffs. Even I mean, he didn't even get to the finals this year. But like even that, like even if he were to get to the finals, it wasn't going to be enough. Like yeah, he, the, the, he needs the something else, and like... if they don't get him something else, he's going to leave. Yeah, but the, no, well, but the like only they difference need, there is he needs somebody Dallas, else. He needs someone Dallas else. Dallas is not Cleveland. Off. Dallas is not Cleveland. So I don't think like mm -hmm. there's nobody was going to go to Cleveland. Like, I don't believe that it's impossible to get somebody going to Dallas. I know Mark Cuban has his issues as an owner, but Dallas is not Cleveland. So let's not make it seem like you're going to have Dallas to leave Cleveland. Dallas. Oh, for sure. Dallas I don't, I don't think he's going to have to leave Dallas, but if, if nobody gets to Dallas, he's not going to win unless they do. Like, I mean, Bradley oh, yeah. no, Beal was, was yeah. somebody who was I, talked about who could have gone there and, and been helpful to them, but Beal resigned with Washington, so that's not that's not happening. Bill so they need the perfect person. That would have been like yeah. the Paul George to Kawhi, someone who can who can you that know worked out well. Come up with the ball and also score because Luca, like you said, he's too ball dominant. 
And that's part of the issue is that he's not trusting his guys as much as he should. He thinks he needs to do everything and he can't do it all right now. And it's maybe though the guys that he has aren't the guys to do the job, but like if he doesn't get somebody, it's not going to, it's just not going to work. No, and I get that, but you, typically when you don't trust somebody, like you don't start going through somebody's phone because they didn't cheat on you, right? Like if you're make, if you're not capable of being what you're supposed to be, like you lose faith in that. But I don't think that he has he didn't show the trust. I think he's just not the. I mean, when you're that good at scoring and that good at passing, you do which everyone's going to get you two points faster. And if it's shooting, it's shooting. But uh, but also like Luca, I'm not here to defend it. Like he he needs somebody else. That's not even. In question, and the Mavs are I mean, that's the point. a weird organization that's really good at being talked about, but they're not like they're not good at getting free agents to come to a city that's very appealing with no state tax. It, and again, that's all Mark Cuban, and I'm not anti Mark Cuban. It's just that's who it is. Well, I it's going to be interesting to see what other things they do because Christian Wood they did upgrade their front court significantly. And now you're going to have Kleba and Powell coming off the bench, which are very solid. That's going to be a very good front court depth. But I, I don't know. It's you need that that other. Second this is per- more. This person. is more to talk about the Mavs than I've ever intended to. Well, there's no the Mavs way anybody are- wants to hear this, right? No, that's not true. That's no, not I'm not even trying to be rude to you. Like I, no, I he's right. Like I, I'm running out of like things to even talk about a team that I love. Like. It's just okay. a team that like is fun that made a spark. No, no, I just like we're talking about players that like we know for a fact that they're like unless something again, we don't know what's gonna happen in the next three, four days. It's just like the Mavs are the Mavs. I don't I think and I appreciate the attempt to like involve me because I think that's what's happening. I'm not trying to be like rude, but I don't I truly don't know how many people think about the Mavs that aren't like true diehard, like let me look at the middle of the pack and make sure there's nothing dangerous there. We don't, but they've I, they've got solid I, talent and they and they have good coaching, so that's kind of why I wanted to bring them up. But Zach, you you did no. The reason why I think we slipped into the Mavericks talk is because I talked about Luca, and I think it was a whole Booker Tatum thing. And I I want Luca to win a championship before he's oh like his career is over. I think this could do a lot of what this could lift the whole NBA on the global level. As much as it is an international sport, it's probably like but right there with soccer one and two, right? I think Luca winning the championship will be again, something that we could see on another global level where it'll be huge for the sport and the imaging and everything we know of it. Can I be honest with what happened here? I, I'm not mad that it got to the match because I understand the Luca transition. I understood how it got there. When Pal started throwing uh, Christian Wood at me and I knew I was like, I have nothing to say here. I was like, let's just say this is boring. So I don't have to have That's anything solid, to say. though. Christian yeah. Wood is, is a solid pickup for him. I get though. that. I think but they I'm like, definitely I'm need a solid big man. And they he got proved a lot. himself in Houston that he was he was solid and he can score. Like mm-hmm. he can put up points. He can score. He can rebound. He does his thing. And he's active and he's young. Like that's I think be that's a, a great pick and roll. And it's important. Like I think yeah, that's somebody he can just throw lobs to. Like I think that's that's a pretty good thing. Some pick and pop game too. You know. When he drives, he's gonna just kick it back out to him at three wide open threes at the top of the you know key. Love That's my money ball. spot myself. So if the Mavs can pick up Joe Harris, that would be a nice three and D addition. Like that would be somehow, with JJ Redick with defense. They're somehow gonna get Seth Curry back. Watch. 
just I've, somehow he always just ends up back in Dallas. And with this kid out of this this kid coming out of France with like a seven nine wingspan and it's just growing. You see that guy that like create a character? No. That's a cab's okay. page right there. The wacky inflatable uh, but, but wait to wait yeah. to remember his name as you brought him up. Victor Waimayamba <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I think pretty mm-hmm. close. Yeah. I'm sorry for mispronouncing mis- yep. your name. Good job, sorry. y'all. Yeah, that's you know that's how we do it on Cutthroat. Well, I he guess he uh, said that kid, but he had to check out because like he didn't even know he was on the team. He's got no idea. What's his nickname? Does he have a nickname like the Greek freak? Like we don't need to be saying his name. The France freak. <laughs> yeah, he's the new Stifle Tower. French freak. <laughs> the French sitting Frenchman. The freak. The uh, let's think here. Yeah. The guillotine. We're, uh, are we coming up with a nickname for the French player? We should probably know his real oh, name God, before we start really coming up with nicknames. Wait, How do you get we, on it? No, you don't need we that. just try you to make a that. nickname for somebody we don't know the real name of? Yeah, you Victor. I like the guillotine. His first name's Victor. Victor. His first name is Victor. His mama calls him Victor, so I'm going to call him Victor. Okay? Valid Victorian. Oh, this is great. Well, this has been the Cutthroat Podcast. This is their free agency special. This is probably the best we've ever talked sports ever. Oh, yeah. um, I gotta be honest. Like I was at one point, I was like, "Man, we're actually having really good conversations on basketball most. here." It's not the best; it's just the most. The really most. good. In the <laughs> I don't think we had a really good conversation in the last two hours, but it was just the most that we've ever talked about sports. I wouldn't call it in special. one sitting. I'd say it's special. I I, I enjoyed this thoroughly, uh, Patty. Zach, I'm sorry on behalf of them. Why? More importantly, you know, we live in a racist country. It hasn't figured it out yet, and it's always important to bring attention to it. We couldn't even get that bit wrong. No, it wouldn't make the sound. I don't understand. I don't understand what was happening, but we got the sound. There we go. We got, we got, got all the, the sounds. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Okay. At Patty from Cut. Hold on. How is he the last to join and first to leave? What kind of producer do you fucking have here? Kid's got a girlfriend, okay? I think that's I think that's what's happening there. I think he was you know he wasn't. Ex- Who's He's paying a real for the Zoom? Now. Can I just hang around and talk with Morgie, Zach, and sure. I, I'm in my car. I'm about to take. I'm off. joking, Zach. I'm not trying. Oh, uh, you can leave the net, Bob. But we're safe. Zach is like we'll Zach. I'm not trying to kick, kick it with you on a Sunday. You're good. But okay. when you come to Dallas, let's go. Zach, Dallas. where are you? That is still light out. Uh, Burbank, California. What's up? Oh wow. Cool. Yeah, where are you at, Bob? I'm in California. I'm in VA. I'm in Virginia. How would we have known? Oh, okay. Yeah, Zach and I are going to hit back and buy tomorrow. Right, Zach? Yeah. Gym closes at 3 p.m. Are we flexing? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. flexing. On these hoes. Gains. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got Pleasure meeting you, Morgan. Pleasure meeting you, Flam. Pleasure meeting you, Ed, Bob. Y'all be easy. Nice meeting you, too, Zach. I'll see you tomorrow, sir. Peace out. He said peace out too. Like the full mm-hmm. sentence. Not just peace. Peace out. Peace out. Uh, I guess we'll stop recording now. At Morgan from Oz. At why, Heat. Are you, why are you saying this if you're stopping recording? Oh, you're still recording. No, yeah, I'm still I'm still recording. So I'm just I'm just giving us our, our uh our handles. At so it's Zach Elk, who just dropped hopped off. You can hear him on uh Fear LA podcast that's just kind of branching off away from uh radio now. So they're gonna be doing some YouTube live. 
found that out today. Uh, Ed Bob, our good friend here. Uh, if you want the best hot sauce and ginger beer, Koto LLC. You could find them on you, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, like here, can here. we like share a link on this pod? You know, it's not mine because honestly, and I'm not even like I'm not here to promote. Put in the anything. description. We will description. I'll tweet it out with with the with this episode. Yep. Way to cut yeah. me off as I try to promote your product. I'm not saying Love shit you. now. Love you. Don't send me anything because it's expensive, but I'll promote shit. Fuck, I can't even imagine how many people charge you to ship to Australia. This motherfucker here. Yeah, Lou's about to send me a hat for no reason. I had to defer my mortgage just to pay for shipping. <laughs> that yeah. man paid Pat, like $20. Pat, Pat and Steve had Let to wait two years to have a baby because of it. Because they shipped too much shit to me. Now I've Who, got whoever sends you something, Morgan, let me send them something, and they can just put it in what they're sending to you. No, no, they've already sent me stuff. No one's sending oh, well, me. So I, I'll when I come over there, I'll just steal some from Pam or from someone else. Great, Pam. Pam's right around the corner. We can work that out. Hell yeah, you're gonna want yeah, that pineapple was, habanero hot sauce. Pineapple habanero is bomb. It's so good. It's my. It's like my new favorite hot sauce. I never knew I needed. I'm I'm about to I'm about to bust open the mango one right now when I have some of my healthy ground chicken tacos. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that'll go perfect right there. That, that mango. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love that stuff, man. Um, but yeah, follow them out. You know, you could catch Flem on PPG on Tuesdays and Mondays. It's sometimes I'm always like, okay, I'm gonna I want to hop on on a Tuesday night, but they just recorded the night before, so not also, like they let me on we anyways. Invite you, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's also a problem there. Um, but you know, my good friend Beep might let me s- sneak in here and there. Yeah, okay. I've been taking a lot of vacation days similar to Smitty, so when I'm off, feel free. There's no way you're showing up when I'm working. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be there. There we go. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Yeah.